Our scripture reading today is Hebrews 4, 1 through 11. Hebrews 4, 1 through 11. Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. For we also have had the good news proclaimed to us, just as they did. But the message they heard was of no value to them, because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. Now we who have believed enter that rest, just as God has said, so I declared on oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. And yet his works have been finished since the creation of the world. For somewhere he has spoken about the seventh day in these words. On the seventh day, God rested from his works. And again, in the passage above, he says, they shall never enter my rest. Therefore, since it still remains for some to enter that rest, and since those who formerly had the good news proclaimed to them did not go in because of their disobedience, God again set a certain day, calling it today. This he did when a long time later he spoke through David, as in the passage already quoted, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest, so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This morning, as I mentioned earlier, we have a, a guest speaker, Reverend Tiffany Brooks. She was born and raised in Queens, New York City, just as some of us would remember our, one of our former pastors, Dennis Edwards, was. And she serves as the pastor of young adults at the uh, Reed Temple AME Church in Glendale, Maryland. After studying kinesiology and education while earning a master's degree in education policy, Reverend Brooks went on to complete a Master of Divinity at Wesley Theological Seminary here in DC. But wait, there's more. When she was not serving the church, she's developing curriculum for different schools and educational nonprofits, engaging in food justice programs, leading various initiatives with a variety of church and social justice leaders, and consulting with educational innovators. And then in her copious free time, she works professionally at WAMU, one of DC's local NPR radio stations. It's really a pleasure to welcome you here this morning, uh, Tiffany. Uh, please come and let me pray for you as you open the Word of God for us. Let's pray. Oh God, you led your holy apostles to ordain ministers in every place. Grant that your servant Tiffany, under the guidance of the Holy Spirit this day, may be free to minister faithfully your word from Hebrews 4. And may we have ears to hear and 
hearts to accept your word of truth for us this morning. Through him who is the shepherd of our souls, Jesus the Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jerry. Yeah, you know, I kind of just do a lot and still manage to find time to nap in between. <laughs> and so hopefully you all recognize that uh, this message, ooh, okay, message is from a very personal place about resting. Um, like I said, I am a very busy person and still manage to find time to take a nap. <laughs> I think I love naps. I, am I the only person that loves naps? <laughs> naps are so great. I can't wait to take one today. <laughs> um, but thank you, Jerry, so much. Uh, good morning, uh, Washington Community Fellowship. I am honored to be here with you all this morning. I give my gratitude to your pastor, Pastor Andrew and his family, to Jerry uh, or Elder Herbert. Am I like, do you, do you, Elder Herbert? Is it Jerry, just Jerry? She's like, just Jerry, it's just Jerry. Um, for the hospitality and to all of you for your presence this morning and to all of you for your hospitality as well. And so before I begin, as most of us are aware, it is um, MLK weekend. And out of respect for the King family, they have requested nationwide to halt all celebrations until the Senate takes action on the Voting Rights Act. So with that being said, I pray that we all understand why this weekend and the day, which is tomorrow, is important. And I pray that we continue to pray for our communities and our nation. And hopefully we are also praying for the Coleyville Synagogue, uh, Beth Israel community in Texas. Yeah. Thankfully, the hostages have been released and continue to pray for the world in general. So just continue to pray, essentially. <laughs> um, so why don't you all join me in prayer in whatever posture is most comfortable to you all. Dear Lord, we are so grateful to be together worshiping with one another this morning. We are just humbled by your presence, and we are humbled by not just your grace, but by who you are. Now, Lord, I ask that you just have your way today. May the word be refreshing. I pray that you breathe new life into it. I pray that they see you and not me. It's in your son Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 So as it was read earlier, my scriptural text is Hebrews 4, 1 through 11, and the focus will be on verses 8 through 11. And I will be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. And it reads, and I hope you all don't mind me reading it again, because we've read it a few times. But that's okay, right? <laughs> Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest is still open, let us take care that none of you should seem to have failed to reach it. For indeed, the good news came to us just as to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them, because they were not united by faith with those who listened. For we who have believed enter that rest, just as God has said, as in my anger I swore they shall not enter my rest. Though God's works were finished at the foundation of the world, for in one place it speaks about the seventh day as follows. And God rested on the seventh day from all God's works. 
And again in this place it says, they shall not enter my rest, since therefore it remains open for some to enter it, and those who formerly received the good news failed to enter because of disobedience. Again, God sets a certain day today, saying through David much later in the words already quoted, Today, if you hear God's voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua, verse 8, had given them rest, God would not speak later about another day. So then, a Sabbath rest still remains for the people of God. For those who enter God's rest also cease from their labors as God did from God's. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one may fall through such disobedience as theirs. Let's all say together. That's a long, that's a long chapter. Um, And so, so can we agree that one of the most irritating things one can experience is a delay of any kind? Am I the only one? This morning, as I was driving here, there was a, a car, like a big U-Haul and a car just parked right in the middle of the lane, and I was just like, delay number one. <laughs> and then as I was driving down 8th Street, uh, something happened. I was like, delay number two. It's like, I guess we're going to just be talking about delays all day. Um, but especially a delay that involves transportation and having to be somewhere or having to get to a specific destination at a particular time. And it always seems like it's at the most inopportune times. More specifically, flight delays are probably at the top of my list as the most annoying of the delays as it relates to traveling. Okay, flying, because it's not just one delay that happens (laughs) with flights, it's all the extraness that comes along with it, especially the costs that can be associated with it. And I have found that airlines will create the delays, but will be the most difficult to work with. Like they just make it super challenging. It's like, hey, you delayed me and I have to stay here overnight. Can I have a hotel? No. You can sleep on one of the chairs (laughs) in the lobby or go home and come back or go back to wherever you came from and come back. Anyway, most recently, not only did I experience one Uh, I experienced two flight delays, going and coming. My flight going to my destination was delayed three times, and I could instantly feel the irritation rise in me, especially because I was leaving from DCA. And at this point, the airport is becoming more crowded, and I don't know if you've all been to DCA recently, but they have reconfigured the entire airport. So not only is the airport getting crowded and people are more irritated by the delays, people are irritated by the simple fact that now Chick-fil-A is on the other side of the airport. (laughs) (laughs) And so now at this point, the irritation and the attitude is spreading among the people. And people are going up to the gate agents. And it's so interesting to me when people do this because I'm like, do you all think the gate agents have a plane just waiting in the back (laughs) to pull up to come and get us? And people are so angry. They're trying to get their seats changed. They're trying to get their flights changed. And then they're asking for their flight changed. And the gate agent's like, this is going to be like $500. And all these other things are happening. So at this point, everyone is upset. And so... At this point, my focus is now solely on my flight, and as I sat there, 
because I wasn't going to run the risk and chance of losing my seat. Pause break. I had a really good seat. I had the seat that has the USB port and the um, outlet on it, like, and, and it was working. It was the one that was working. So I'm like, if I'm going to be delayed for about four hours, best believe I'm not getting up. Even if I'm hungry, I'm staying here, and this is where it's going to be. I mean, come on, you guys know. <laughs> so at this point, my focus is now on this delay, and as I'm sitting there growing just as irritated as everyone else, I heard that small, still voice say to me, rest in the delay. So quite naturally, I said, Lord, what does that even mean? <laughs> rest in the delay, <laughs> what does that mean? And then I heard it again, rest in the delay. So my first instinct there was to think about the delay and just to rest. So I pulled out my electronic device, chose a movie and actually enjoyed that moment in time. Um, the movie I pulled out, it just so happened someone's uh, tiny human decided they wanted to watch the movie too. I was like, hey, we're in a pandemic, stay on that side, but yeah, you can still watch. <laughs> it was Harry Potter. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna be delayed for about four hours, why not watch a Harry Potter film? It was the first time in a long time, however, that I actually rested, and it was in an airport of all places. By the time I knew it, it was time to board my flight, and the second time I experienced the delay was on my way back to the DMV region, and this time, my flight had been delayed about four times. My first instinct was to be annoyed. However, I remembered from the first delay the message from that small, still voice, rest in the delay. Now, I have to stop here and mention to you all that I hadn't received an adequate amount of rest in months. And based on my biography, you understand why. And I don't know if it's just me or if any of you can relate, but it seems like ever since the pandemic has begun, life has gotten busier and also a bit confusing. It's like people believe just because we're working from home that we're available all the time. And for me, it's like, no, I'm in the pantry getting a snack when I probably should be on this meeting right now. I am on this meeting and my camera is off and I'm still going to get snacks, doing laundry, everything else that comes with being at home and working from home. The world seems busier and in the midst of all that is happening, I am drawn to that small still voice that has said and is still saying rest in the delay. Rest in the delay is such an intriguing statement. It's not typically two words or pairings that you would quite naturally associate with the other. However, what I have learned about God is that God and God's self is very intentional. So after I've taken you all on that first journey, let's journey together to uncover what exactly this statement is conveying to us. So the scriptural text that we are analyzing this statement in partnership with comes from the book of Hebrews, particularly chapter four with a direct focus on verses eight through 11. And what I will say before I begin is that the book of Hebrews is such a liter literary dance. Um, it's a complex text, but again, God and God's self is very intentional and we thank God for helping me understand the breakdown of it. <laughs> I was like, what? Hebrews four, I was like, this makes sense and it doesn't make sense at the same time, but it makes complete sense. Um, so the, pri the chapter prior in chapter three discusses the Israelites not entering the promised land due to unbelief and disobedience. Chapter three is particularly 
drawing our attention to the Israelites of the Exodus and is an example of what can happen when we get caught up in delays. They became a wandering people. More specifically, however, they were caught up in the delays and not the promise. So they got stuck on when they were going to get there and the struggle of it instead of the promise that God had promised them. Their focus shifted. Now you all are probably wondering, why are we focusing on chapter 3 when we are clearly supposed to be engaging with chapter 4? Well, let me help you. It is because when we discuss the Sabbath... When we discuss rest from the book of Hebrews standpoint, we cannot in the biblical context discuss it without understanding its interwovenness of the past, future, and present. Chapter 3 sets us up to explore chapter 4. So we realize that the Israelites of the Exodus experienced a massive delay. In fact, more than one delay, regardless of whose fault it was or it was not, There was a delay nonetheless, and them being focused on the delay caused some of them to forfeit entering into their promise. Yet, the promise still remained. Which brings me to our first reflective question of the morning, where is your focus? Is it focused on the delays in your life, or is it on the promise and promises that God has set before you? So we approach chapter four and it says something so gripping. I read it and just took one big breath. Therefore, while the promise of entering God's rest is still open, let us take care that none of you should seem to have failed to reach it. And so what I read was don't do what the Israelites did and work together to get to the promise. So while it is understood that this rest that is being discussed is individual, it is also a communal instruction. Why? Because the desert journey was a group experience. Now, my question to you all is, have you ever seen a group of children or a child who hasn't rested all day and who has endured a day of delays, a late snack, a late nap, late sleep, a thrown off schedule? Have you ever seen how children are learning virtually? (laughs) They become restless and peace seems non-existent. Even think about how we are when we are delayed on top of being tired. We get irritated, we get upset, aggravated, easily distracted, unfocused, we start complaining, and sometimes it causes us to throw the whole day away. And I'm pretty sure as I was mentioning that, we were all thinking about that one coworker that you can tell is having a bad morning. And I'm willing to bet you more than likely it's because they hadn't gotten rest in a long time. Now imagine how that affects a classroom and or a household and any other environment we enter into. It's that same concept here. An experienced delay without rest, depending on how it is approached and handled, can create and cause chaos, not just for the individual, but for the community as a whole, especially as everyone is experiencing the delay from a different vantage point. Rest, as we know, brings peace. And I believe that one of the things God desires for us is peace. Focus on delays not only can cause us to forfeit promises and the promise, but can also cause us to sacrifice peace and community. The behaviors that come and are associated with the lack of rest affects other people too. 
The New Interpreter's Volume 1 commentary states that to enter into God's rest requires an appropriate response, which is faith and obedience. One of the ways to enter into this rest is to follow the mandate of resting. In this complex text, with the reminder drawing us back to the Genesis and Psalms text, we come to understand that Sabbath rest, is, Sabbath rest is one of dual nature. So while it is drawing us to the present, it is connecting the past and pushing us towards God's eternal rest in the future, in the time that is to come, which says to me that what we learn from the past and how we interpret it in our present will determine where we are traveling to in our future. The text says that the promise of entering God's rest is still open, which says to me that the promise is still available to us. However, are we responding appropriately in the present? Are we responding to it appropriately today? Are we enjoying rest that ushers in the peace of God while we are yet still alive? Are we approaching it with faith and obedience, or are we allowing the perceived delays of life to cause us to forfeit the rest for today and letting go of the promise of tomorrow? A promise of a promise that transcends our concept of time and space. Yes, the delay and the delays are happening, but that does not mean that the journey, the overall journey, and the end goal is still not the same. Life right now for a lot of people is very frustrating. It is hard to do life with a mask on, okay? I was late somewhere, was running, had the mask on, and I go to the gym and I work out, but the mask humbles you very quickly. <laughs> I was like, ooh, I need to go to the gym some more and possibly start running with the mask on because my oxygen levels right now make me feel like I am running in Colorado and I am in Maryland. And so the pandemic and everything else will have us perceive that we are delayed in many areas of our lives, which can cause us to act in ways that are not reflective of one who is in fellowship and community with Christ. For example, panic buying. People are panic buying. I'm just thankful that this time it's not a bunch of toilet paper. However, <laughs> our grocery stores are severely lacking for a number of reasons. Um, it's supposed to snow today. I grew up in New York City, so for me it's like, eh, snow. Everyone's like, oh my God, and it's amazing to me. And this is a sidebar, this is a caveat. It's amazing to me how unprepared the DMV region is always <laughs> for snow, as if snow hasn't been coming for God knows how long. I was driving and I was like, there is no salt on these roads. And so we are about to look like it looked two weeks ago. Okay, guess we didn't learn anything, cool, right? Um, however, drawing back to the text, we must remember that God's timing is not our own. And a perceived delay by us is not a delay to God. And with that knowledge, we are called to do what? Rest in the delay. Let us take care not to fail to reach it, which is such a rich concept. Let us take care not to fail to rest. For if we do, we forfeit way much more than the promises of today. Delays come for all sorts of reasons. Some we can and some we cannot control. Some delays are my fault, I'll admit it. Some delays are just because I am trudging around the house and I am moving at 
a snail's pace, knowing that I need to be somewhere by, let's say, noon, and it's like 10.30, and it's like an hour away. That's a delay that's my fault. Sometimes we run into delays on the street that we are not aware of. Whatever the case may be, rest in the knowledge that God can and does redeem time, or simply in the fact to rest and have faith in God. If there's anything that this text is drawing us back to is that rest is ultimate and complete total faith in God, acknowledging that when I am resting, God is still moving. While I am resting, God is still working. While I am resting, God is still being God and God's own self. So there's nothing for me to worry about. So we continue to go through the scripture and we are reminded that God rested from God's work and labor on the seventh day. And so shall it be the same for us. May we rest from our works and labor. Society will tell us that we must continue to function and function as if we're machines. And how many of us know that even machines, when they don't rest, they will even malfunction and won't be as productive as they would have been if they were turned off just for a few seconds? God tells us to rest just as God rested. While we are alive, we are not called to cease our labor and our work as our labor and our work is a part of creation. For in the duality of rest, there will be a time for that. However, we are called to rest from time to time. We are called to take a break from time to time. We cannot continue to burn ourselves out because we are trying to play catch up or whatever the reason may be. Understanding that delays are a part of the journey, however, what will we do when those delays come? Israel's failure in the wilderness was a warning to us. They had a journey, were headed toward a destination, experienced major delays, and got caught up in the delays, and complained, and moaned, and groaned, were not unified, and they didn't experience the peace that comes with acknowledging the fact that there was a promise awaiting them. Again, imagine a group of people trying to work together who hasn't experienced any rest. Think, think back to the, the, the kid analogy. Imagine a bunch of kids without sleep or without rest in one room. And I used to be a teacher, so I have experienced it before when I was teaching first grade. I had 25 first graders, and if I did not give them at least 10 minutes to put their heads down, throw the whole day away. That's it. The whole day was gone. (laughs) It was gone. And imagine them trying to do work. After that, it's the same for us. Have you ever tried to do work while you were sleepy and never received rest? Productivity uh, is affected. Your mood is affected. The way you engage with other people is affected. And so I was led to focus particularly on verses 8 through 11 because this is a continuation of the Exodus narrative, mainly because of what it shows and tells us. It says, for if Joshua had given them rest, God would not speak later about another day. So then a Sabbath rest still remains for the people of God. For those who enter God's rest also cease from their labors as God did from God's. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one may fall through such disobedience as theirs. So after wandering for 40 years in the wilderness... Joshua, who is now their leader after Moses, leads them to and into the promised land. 
However, if you read the entire narrative, you learn that one, not everyone made it into the promised land, and two, the Israelites reverted back to their old ways, essentially setting them back from reaching towards the future rest that had been promised to them and setting them back from actually enjoying the promise. They acted in faithlessness and disobedience. The another day that the text is referring to is drawing us to the narrative of David and Solomon and so forth and so on. And notice that at the top of chapter 4, it says that the promise of entering God's rest is still open. And then notice in verse 9, it states that Sabbath rest still remains for the people of God. So not only do we still have the promise, we still have the instruction of resting. Both of these still available to us. This dual rest that the Apostle Paul encourages us to take in the present day is so that we can bring our best selves to everything we do and in every space we function in, while setting us up to experience our eternal rest in and with Christ. And so drawing back to my earlier analogies, me resting in the delay at the airport gave me peace. It calmed me. I still made it to my promised destination, and I had peace along the way. I entered my promised destination with peace, and I did not allow the delays to cause me to forfeit getting on that flight and getting to where I needed to go. It also set me up in a position for, I say this all the time, people be people in. And when delays are experienced and people start getting on the plane, there's just a lot of extra stuff about bags, seats, where I'm sitting, why are you all taking so long to get down the aisle? We're trying to go. However, while everyone else is complaining, I'm like, do, do, do. Let me get to my flight. Let me get to my seat on the plane. We're here, and I cannot wait to go straight to sleep as soon as we take off. I also walked into my promised destination with a different mindset and attitude. I was there to enjoy family, and my attitude and behavior could have a direct impact on the people I was called to do community with. So if I would have let the frustration of the delay get to me, I would have gotten to my family and could have possibly spoiled the mood, which is supposed to be a good time is now kind of sour because I could have complained about the flight. I could have complained about the delay. I could have complained about everything that was going on. However, I was already set up with peace so that when I saw them, I approached them with peace and we had a wonderful time. And at that point, all the delays didn't matter because they were no longer there. And so, as a faith community, we have an eternal destination. And while getting there, we have a journey within journeys and experiences and many destinations. Imagine what resting could do for your life and imagine how it would cause you to show up. If Joshua had given them rest, maybe they wouldn't have reverted back. And I'm very careful on how I speak about this text because I can acknowledge that they did experience massive amounts of trauma. So there was grace and still is. But to stay on the topic, what if they rested? And I ask you all, what if you rested? Even in the midst of all the delays, what if you rested? And I say to some of you, if you have learned how to rest in the midst of everything and are an active rester, or an active napper like I am, 
How can you encourage your communities to rest as well? Rest in the delay. You and your community needs it. Amen.